regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Welcome to Blue Collar Blacklisted. Uh, I don't know that many people let their children or, or small ears listen to their, this along with them. Um, and we're not going to be there yet. I'll, I'll give you another disclaimer before we do it. We're, we're going to play the latest from Project Veritas today, and it's extremely, extremely nasty, very disturbing, not kid-friendly. So you've been warned. And again, that will be under our special segment this week, an idiot cross-dressing, confused moron, pervert, Democrat, nut job, wackos. And again, before we do that, I'll remind you, and thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, if you're a new listener, please consider uh, give us a rating, a review, a subscription. Not any rating. A five-star rating. We, yes. We uh, humbly submit that you would do that, please. Thank you. And it is just uh, Buford and I this evening. Captain Reverso is out, which is a shame because he has talked extensively in the past about the <clears throat> Brittany Griner guy. Yeah. Because he was that really— Some people call Brian. Yeah, he was upset when when they initially reports came out that they were even considering trading this Russian arms dealer for that guy. Yeah, they say that's a female, which I've listened to it speak yeah. several times, and we we just watched. They the also video. say the Earth is flat and that we've you know landed yeah. on the moon and you know we're going oh, to Mars. You don't think we landed on the moon? Oh yeah, I think that, but some people don't. Okay, yeah. um, but anyway, the. Uh, we, we, they also say that the election was legitimate. <laughs> yeah, but listening to that thing speak, there's no way that's not a dude. I know. He has a deeper voice than I do. He's got a deeper voice than Johnny Cash to the 10th power. Yeah. So, uh, Josh Turner, the Long Black Train guy? Yeah. Dude, imagine Brittany Griner singing Long Black Train. Oh, yeah. He would, Josh Turner? Would sound like a falsetto. Yes, whatever that is. That's but, high. That's high. I'm pretty sure that's high pitched. Okay, he'd pack up and leave. <laughs> he would retire. Yeah, he would. Yeah. So, yeah, because he'd feel like he had stilettos on when the thing. And I don't want to play it because it's anyway. I don't like looking at the thing. So, which it gets on the plane and they're asking it, "Do you know where you're going?" No. Which that's like not nearly as deep. No. Actually, it's more like no, like that. Yeah. And so. You're going home to the USA? I mean... To the USA? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> You're like, it was... Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. And so, I, I mean, suffice to say, this is not a fair trade. No. It, not and even if anybody close. don't know who the merchant of death is, <laughs> it... The character that Nicolas Cage played in the movie Lord of War in 2005, that is the Merchant of Death. That's yeah. who this guy is. That was... Who was just supplying arms to whoever he could. Yeah. Yeah. He got busted selling... Well, it was a setup, but he got busted selling the U.S. government in, in some Asian territory. It was a few tons of, like, 
plastic explosives and wow. several million rounds. I'd like to buy of, my ammo by the time. Yeah. If I was rich. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It was, I'd take two tons of that. Yeah. It was several million. Which I only have a pellet gun, so. Yeah, yeah. I'd like take two tons of those pellets yeah. over there. Yeah, several several million rounds of uh, of arms. And, and that would only last a couple weekends in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, now he's back in business. Well, he will be soon. He'll be yeah. back in business. Maybe uh, maybe they can hook up, the gangbangers. You know, what I thought was interesting is when Brian Garner, or whatever his name is, uh, got on his plane, it was like a commercial plane, you know, mm-hmm. like a Southwest plane or something over in UAE or Dubai, wherever it is. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. yeah. And then when the Merchant of Death got on his plane, you could see that it was it like was a, a private jet. Oh, it was luxurious. Yeah. You know, it had like couches sideways yeah, on it. Yeah, because Vladimir Putin's probably personally sent that. And the only person allowed to, allowed to ride on Air Force Two out of that region with a crooked deal is Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They couldn't even send Kamala Harris as Air Force Two. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. <clears throat> That's enough about Brian Garner, whatever its name is. Uh, th- and listen, Buford asked me, is this the same thing we covered last week? It is and it is not. Last week, Mitch McConnell was saying that Donald Trump couldn't be president because of Kanye West being at Mar-a-Lago and being an anti-Semite, whatever. This week, he's saying it because of, well, we'll just play it. Play with what he says here. Okay. This seems so like deja vu, but anyway. Okay. And they try to autoplay it and, like, skip by it real fast, but I won't hit it real quick. Thanks to the one seeking the presidency who thinks that the Constitution <laughs> could somehow be suspended or not followed, it seems to me would have a very hard time being sworn in uh, as president of the United States. But not someone who has beholden the entirety of the country to China like him, that which is actually unconstitutional behavior. And what he's referring to is Trump let out a series of tweets Um at the release of the uh, Twitter files when it was so everything that everybody already knew with a brain rather that's informed knew was true is that Twitter and, and a lot of like all of big tech suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story. And so now that a lot of that's being released, you're seeing the inner workings and the communications of how that transpired. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But so Donald Trump, it's basically, and, and that's one of the biggest criticisms of Donald Trump is that uh, he shoots from the hip, like <laughs> It's beneficial at some points, and it's detrimental at some points if you're hanging on every single word the guy ever says, which they do, because they're terrified of him. They hate his guts, and they can't afford for him to be back in there. So he said he was basically saying that, which it was again, it was a, a series of things that he said, and, and somewhere in him saying this is unprecedented, unprecedented fraud and I'm paraphrasing, requires unprecedented action, perhaps suspending the Constitution. But in the way it was worded, it indicated to me that obviously they what they did was completely illegal and unconstitutional. Like, And I, t- I tend to agree in the sense that there's, it's unprecedented and whatever measures need to be taken to rectify it, and I know they won't, but they should be taken. Um, especially because this is highly illegal what they did because they, and when you're talking about unconstitutional what big tech did was a direct assault on first amendment 
period. By suppressing this information. The government, yes. yes. Like, and yes. that's exactly, I mean, this is textbook stuff here. This yeah. is exactly uh, what, 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 what it entails. So for him to say that is rich, but we're, we're seeing this same pattern over and over and over. And, you know, it's tr- and that's why if you'll hit this next one, and basically this is kind of a replay of the, our opening last week because it was the same thing. But they're you know they're pinning all the, they're they're trying to paint it paint him in such a negative light the the dismal, abysmal uh, midterm results were his fault which is completely inaccurate so um, we're on townhall.com with this one just because when, like the thing is man everybody to some degree is susceptible to that negative rhetoric because it is so repetitious and the people that push that they're good at what they do. They've done it a long time and they still have the ability to convince a lot of people. They still have the ability to convince people like that are listening to this show, regular people that, that don't feel that way under that constant pressure. Oh, well maybe, maybe DeSantis would be better. No. Isn't that amazing? It, it, it is. And, but the thing is a lot of people would try to, would try to, um, blame it on the, the, the people that are being affected by it. It's not, it's not really a lack of um, intelligence or otherwise on the, on the, uh, the victim of that phenomenon. It's, it's how potent and how good they are at it. They've been doing it a long time. They control every media apparatus that exists in the world. <laughs> they, they operate on all platforms. They suppress information. They manipulate things. So it's very easy. But here, when you look at reality on townhall.com, 3.5 million more Americans voted re- Voted Republican in the midterms, so go ahead, blame Trump. It was quite a head sp- I'm sorry. By the way, this is live, unedited, no notes. For you new listeners, and I mean to say this all the time and never do, uh, because this when we get into the stuff that I said the disclaimer about, it's going to get kind of choppy because i got a lot of thoughts. I have no notes. Nothing is pre-done. This is all freestyle from people that work full-time jobs, so bear with us. And it's live and unedited. <laughs> so... It was quite a head-spinning to see how instantly and gleefully many Republicans of the high-forehead class leapt to blaming Donald Trump for the less red-wavy-than-expected 2022 midterms and leapt from there to condemning his 2024 presidential run. But before lifting the new champion, Governor Ron DeSantis, to their shoulders, the Trump trashers would do well to praise Caesar rather than burying him. The Trump magic is clear in the midterm numbers, because Herschel Walker was ripped off yesterday. Yeah. Day before yesterday. Um, so what does it mean when they say many Republicans of the high forehead class? Mitch McConnell, you're never Trumpers, the, the elite of the, the establishment system. Yeah. The extremely wealthy grifters. Yeah. Okay. High forehead, you've never heard that term before no, in I relation have. to wealthy people? No. Yeah. Uh, the, the Trump magic is clear in the midterm numbers. 92% of Trump's endorsees won their primaries, as did 86% of his general election picks. The naysayers claiming his 2020 coattails were toxic in 22, even though he had no coattails because he wasn't on the ballot, are simply wrong. In total, Trump's candidates won 224 of 241 primary races and 208 of 254 general election races, according to the Trump-hating Washington Post. People obviously like to vote for candidates Trump likes. Rather than waning, his influence is on the rise. Also, if the usual suspects are using the 22 election to condemn Trump's 2024 presidential run, why shouldn't they give him credit for winning back the House? And for the really big news, the Republicans actually beat Dems in the popular vote 
by 3.5 million ballots. The Trump floggers can't have it both ways. According to the Washington Times, Republicans 3.5 million or 3% midterm popular vote, vote win over the Democrats should have translated into a net gain of about 25 House seats, giving the GOP a firm 230-seat majority. What went wrong wasn't a Trump hangover, but the Republicans won votes in districts which were already overwhelmingly Republican instead of the races where those ballots were sorely needed to score seats or fraud took place, in my opinion. And we will get into that too. But we can still toss back some champagne because in 22, citizens gave the Democrats about 10.3 million fewer votes than their 60.7 million votes in the 2018 midterms, which resulted in their 235 to 219 House majority now thankfully over. And so remember, when they're talking all this mess, and we'll move to the next one, we don't have a lot tonight because some of this stuff could potentially go on for, for a while. And so that being said, there, there's not a, a, as much content as usual. And that's one of the things that I, I kind of struggle with sometimes is I want to fit in a lot. So if you're listening uh, and would share your opinion with us and you would like to see uh, one or the other, would you like less content just discussed longer or more content potentially discussed shorter? That's a good question. I thought it was. So we are on the postmillennial.com. And so to reiterate, you know, you, you hear one of the most uh, or the most powerful Republican in Congress, Mitch McConnell, constantly disparaging Trump, dis- discouraging people from supporting a 2024 Trump presidential run. He did everything he could to stand in the way of Trump's agenda did absolutely zilch like the entirety of the Republican Party to do anything about fraud whatsoever at Mm -hmm. all. And remember, he was pretty much non-existent through two fake impeachments and the entirety of the Russia collusion hoax and all that. So this is the first, and there's a new one, there's a breaking one we'll discuss too shortly, of the Twitter files. So... Elon Musk releasing the internal communications from Twitter during the period of the Hunter Biden laptop deal. So, uh, again, this is on postmillennial.com. There will be links for everything in the uh, in the notes in the notes for the show. So uh, you can down in the description. <clears throat> so, flashback: disgraced Twitter counsel James Baker was one of the architects of the Russia collusion hoax. So James Baker. Well, let me just read because he's working. Well, he was working for Twitter. And so there was a delay with what was released today that was supposed to be released sooner. The reason it wasn't, we'll get into it. With two day- what is his role at Twitter, or what was what, his role? You'll see in just a oh, second. Okay. Uh, with Tuesday's release of the Twitter files, it was revealed that James Baker, Twitter Deputy General Counsel and former FBI General Counsel, was fired from his role at the social media company. Baker, during his time at the FBI, was involved in the discredited Steele dossier as well as Russiagate. According to the Washington Times, Baker had connected Michael Sussman, a friend and lawyer with FBI top investigators in 2016, where Sussman passed along the claims that Donald Trump had colluded with Russia to win the 2016 presidential election. Baker's time at the FBI ended in 2018 after he resigned with the agency's former counsel being eyed for potentially disseminating classified information to journalists regarding the Steele dossier, according to the Washington Examiner. So let me me look at those tweets, because this is uh, Greg Price on Twitter. 
Jim Baker is an FBI lawyer, received the fake Trump Alpha Bank story. And the Alpha Bank story was where they were saying that Trump's bank accounts had uh, were linked to Russian uh, to Russian servers and Russian ba- like from Trump Tower and all kinds of hall. None of it was real. Yeah, I remember hearing about that stuff. <clears throat> so starting over, Jim Baker as an F- as an FBI lawyer received the fake Trump Alpha Bank story from Hillary's campaign was involved in the Steele dossier, personally approved the FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page, and supported censoring the laptop as Twitter deputy counsel. You can't make this blank, blank up. Matt, uh, Matt Taibbi, we can, and this is, so there's only two journalists that they were originally sending to disseminate this information from Twitter, so they had selected these two guys. Uh, Matt Taibbi, we can now tell you part of the reason why on Tuesday, Twitter deputy counsel and former general FBI general counsel Jim Baker was fired among the reason vetting the first batch of Twitter files without the knowledge of new management. So he was scrubbing he was scrubbing his involvement. Yes. In the suppression. Oh yeah, and he also finally got fired. This is Greg Price again from the FBI for leaking classified national security information about the Trump administration to the media. He went from spying on Trump to censoring the Hunter laptop to secretly reviewing the Twitter files before their release. Wow. Oh, yeah, and Jim Baker was part of the FBI team who approved sending special agents to collect intelligence on Michael Flynn. The man is quite literally the Forrest Gump of the swamp. Go down a little bit. During his time at Twitter, it was revealed he was not only involved in the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story, but he also vetted without knowledge of Musk and the company's new management the first release of the Twitter files on Friday, causing a delay. So Jack Basibic, uh, holy blank, Matt Taibbi just said FBI counsel, counsel James Baker was vetting the Twitter files before anyone could see them, and that's what caused the delay on Friday. Now we know why it looked like FBI references were scrubbed. This is why Baker was fired. James Baker was the FBI's asset at Twitter and scrubbed the Twitter files before Matt Taibbi received them. He has just been escorted from Twitter headquarters, and you wondered why there were no references found to the FBI and Hunter Laptop. So stop right there for a second. Well, I guess that was the end of it. So on one hand, traditionally, dude, a lot of people think of Twitter. I don't, I don't, is, is, is unimportant. Like you, you can discount it, but remember, it was Trump's tweets they fixated on. It's Twitter that it's, 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 it's they still do. Well, it's one of the basically it has become the de facto public square. Yeah, and so this form of communication never before seen, you know, in years prior. I mean, this it's such a still a relatively new thing in comparison to the age of our country. This form of communication, and so you can see. When you're talking about manipulation, look what they were doing. That's a government agent. And you think that he's still not operational within the ranks of the people that are at the FBI? Do you think this guy's not so deeply connected to all the people in power right now within the administration? And he's sitting there protecting his him and their asses, dude. Yeah. it's it, This is corruption. I don't even know how to put this into words, the level of corruption that this is. This is... This is absolute banana republic level. Yes, that, it is. That you you manipulated the news cycle, you suppressed that information to steal an election. 
because there is no, you can drop all the pretenses. The election, this absolutely has the the potential and probably did cost the election. Do you think if that story, because a lot of people have no idea about the Hunter Biden laptop. None, still, to this day, yeah, because of the suppression. Half the country doesn't know about it. If if the, the, the propaganda outlets that Democrats watch, if they had seen that, do you think they would have been as apt to get up and, and, and go pull the lever for Joe Biden? I don't uh, think so. No, no way. I don't think they would have. And, dude, when you're talking about roughly a 13% differential overall, oh, yeah, that's... Which again, I think that that, that fraud in key areas, there, there's a lot of factors. You know, I mean, this wasn't done one way, and I talk about that all the time when yeah. we're having these discussions. That this was multifaceted faceted fraud, yeah. and th- this is absolute, unequivocal, unadulterated fraud. It's undeniable, complete and total fraud. What you guys did here, and it's illegal, and it's extremely unconstitutional. The government suppressed information. For a, to to change the leadership in our country, yeah, this yeah. unprecedented, and is, which they've been doing stuff to this degree, and they've done stuff like this in other countries with the CIA's involvement for decades. This is what they do, and I've talked about it before. If, when you see what they did, just the Arab Spring during the Obama years, the administration going in and doing regime changes all throughout the Middle East. What happened in Benghazi, what they sat there and lied because they, they were running arms. They were involved running arms and in Libya. And they, they so whenever those, and, and I'm at the moment, it'll lose me exactly what the dynamics were. The locals attacked the embassy because of what was going on in this this skirmish and our involvement there. Oh, that was because of a, a, a movie mocking Islam on YouTube. And they arrest the guy that created this video. And I can't remember the name for the life of me of this little film that he made. So they go after that guy saying that this was all... And this is when you see the... the if you've ever seen the footage of Hillary Clinton, because I know you're not super familiar with the situation, the, um, the congressional testimony when they're questioning Hillary Clinton at the Benghazi hearings, when she says, at this point, what difference does it make? 13 yeah. people are dead. What difference does it make? And what she's saying is, what difference does it make what the causation behind the attack was? And it makes all the difference in the world. You guys were over there, and you've covered up exactly what you were doing. And then not only did you cover up what you're doing, you absolutely lied about what was going on to lay blame elsewhere because you knew you were guilty. Just like when they did Operation Fast and Furious, sending American guns south of the border to quote-unquote trace where they would go. So what is it? What is it? And that's the thing. When you're talking about the things that they're talking about, James Baker was involved in here. In the, the, Russian, the Russia hoax, this fake dossier, they knew was fake that the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for. And you guys ran with this. And this is the dude suppressing the information. You can't, just like Jack Basibic said, you can't make this up. This is this is absolute insanity. And this is why you can never give up this ship, dude. I was talking to a, a friend this week, and and I don't know, maybe this will rub some people the wrong way, but and, and I'm not saying that I disagree, but the, the basic pretense that none of this matters because uh, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. Yeah, okay, man, I get that. But separate from that, the, the this is this has been going on for a long time, but now in the information age, 
you're starting to get a really, really good look inside the guts and the inner mechanics of how this corruption works. So many people that came before us died that we could live a, a lax, easy, peaceful lifestyle. They're taking that away. We owe those people a debt. We cannot allow these people to do this by whatever means. But this can't be allowed. To, this can't continue to stand. It can't. And so, but I say that to say that I've, I've seen people kind of disconnecting and tuning out. And I don't think people, because we're so desensitized to the, to the corruption, it's just acceptable. That's what they do. This can't stand. This has got to. This has to stop. And don't don't ask me necessarily how, but I just know that it can't continue. As Americans, we have to put a stop to this. This cannot continue. These people are absolutely out of control. Self edit. Yeah, yeah. Because if it does continue, it's not America anymore. It, it, I mean, you could make the argument that America's long gone already. Yes. So that this and people that will do this. What do you think if? And, dude, there's, look at all the people from January 6th locked up in prison. Let them fixate on you as an individual. Dude, they'll change your life quick. Think about what those people, those people that just walked into the Capitol building and, and, and literally what is demonstrably a trap that they set up. Look at Ray Epps and all these different things. Look what they've done to these people. Speaking of that, not to change the subject, uh, Derek Evans the uh, guy we had on the J6 political prisoner. Uh He's, uh, he's announced yesterday on, on truth because I follow him on true social and he's a friend of the show. What are we on here? West Virginia statewide.com. He said he liked this article. Derek Evans announces exploratory, exploratory committee for us Congress. I'm bringing this up now because he was a a political prisoner, which he wasn't in DC. What did they send him to Michigan? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. Um, and I think there's a video of him, so we can just listen to it, maybe. Let's see if we can find the video. Yeah, yeah it's right there. It's it like two minutes, but uh, we like Derek a lot, and uh, he's a friend, so let's just listen to yeah, it anyway. we sent him some stuff. Yeah, we got a letter from him when he was in prison, hanging on the wall. Let's see. Let's play this video. And for those who don't know, I'll be happy to share. Good afternoon, I'm Derek Evans, and for those who don't know, I'll be happy to share a little bit about my story. In 2020, I ran for the West Virginia House of Delegates. I went on to win both my primary and general elections in historic landslide victories. I became the first Republican to win this district in 98 years. Then on January 6, 2021, I made my way to Washington, D.C., along with millions of other American patriots to protest the stolen election. I was nonviolent and non-destructive as I peacefully and patriotically exercised my natural, God-given right to free speech. I spent less than 10 minutes inside the public rotunda area, which ended up costing my family and I an 18-month legal battle, tens of thousands of dollars, and eventually a three-month prison sentence where I was held captive uh, by the illegitimate Biden regime as a January 6th political prisoner. Since being released in October, I'm both angered and disappointed with the weak rhinos representing us in D.C. They're too worried about being blackballed from their fancy cocktail parties. They're too worried about what the liberal mainstream media might have to say about them. They're too worried that their globalist uniparty donors might stop the donations. We need America First Patriots to step up and run for these positions. Uh, I'm a political outsider. I am unapologetically America First. And I am proud to know that the liberal mainstream media is going to label me as an ultra-maga election denier who knows that we need to build the wall and knows that American energy independence is a matter of national security. 
Conservatives all across this country are desperate for America First Patriots uh, with backbone to stand up and withstand the vicious attacks that are coming from the left. I took their best shot, and uh, all they managed to do is fan the flames of liberty which burn inside of me. And that is why today I'm officially announcing an exploratory committee for U.S. Congress. I look forward to hearing from MAGA patriots all across this country. I look forward to hearing from my potential constituents in Southern West Virginia. And I look forward to making an official announcement sometime in the future after this committee has completed its job. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out at evansfordwv.com. Thank you guys for your time. God bless you guys. And God bless the United States of America. And he is obviously not the standard for what occurred with most of them. But I do agree that with everything that he said, I think he would do awesome. I think it's very, very possible for him to win there. And I think that if people, because obviously dude, you can, he can uh, crowdfund nationwide from dude, 10 bucks from, you know, a million from a million, uh, patriotic people that that's that I mean these are all possibilities that guy definitely yeah. and I think he would do absolutely amazing uh he's phenomenal and, and I think he would do do great but uh what was his website again yeah let's see here it was at the very end I meant to write that down yeah sue me no don't do that don't sue me <sighs> Evans Evans for wv.com and that's spelled out f o r and that is E V A N S F O R W V dot com. Dude, he might have to get you to do a commercial for him with that voice. That is E V A N S F O R W V dot com. Log on and donate now. But, but just think about the, what they did to that guy. Just one one guy for standing up. And well, it wasn't one guy. I mean, there's plenty, and there's plenty of people that are locked up. These guys, they're draconian COVID restrictions, especially the ones that are locked up in D.C., bar none, have, have got the worst of the treatment in, that are that are yeah. locked up there. And because of the COVID, it's like the majority of them, I was reading about this the other day, the majority have not gotten COVID vaccinations. Some of them relented and got COVID vaccinations to be able to see their families, and they still will not let them see their families. It's, it's absolutely repugnant and disgusting the way these people have been treated. Again, I would submit that it's absolutely highly illegal what they've done and unconstitutional what they've done imprisoning these people the way that they have. Yeah, because in the letter he sent us, he said that, you know, there's people still there. When he was leaving, there's people still there. That's Right, which granted, again, he, he, the, the, at, that, at that location, and again, I, I want to say it was Michigan. I could be wrong, but I believe it was Michigan, but I know that it was not. Yeah, I believe the letter's right there, yeah. but yeah. But we have he, it hanging on the wall. Derek, when you listen to this, we have your letter hanging on the wall <laughs> in the studio. But um, so not only are there ones left there, there's plenty. Yes. If I'm in not mistaken, hundreds in D.C. Yeah. So, um, but all that to say, the, the level of corruption that they treated Donald Trump with would be applicable to us all if this goes to, to the end that they desire. That's, I'll, I'll say it that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of all that, and uh, man, this is another freaking humdinger. Like, dude, and this is a uh, rapid fire machine gun of good info. This show, this is a good week for for us, I think. Well, or bad, depending on how you look at episode for the yeah. show content. This is on wearespeech.com. 
man, dude, it's it, this one boggles my mind. And again, we're doing this unedited, so I have to do. You know, I hope that people appreciate, even if they don't mind curse words. I hope they appreciate my ability and patience, and uh, whatever else it would take to my restraint. Yeah, <laughs> it's, this one. it's not easy. Hunter Biden's laptop has emails of him trying to hire a hitman video inside. So we're going to listen because this is uh, John Paul Isaac, the guy that, that owned the shop where the left laptop was originally dropped off by Hunter Biden. And uh, he's very active on Truth Social. He seems like a superb stand-up guy. I, I think we need to reach out to him. And uh, But if you scroll down, we can just listen to him in, in his okay. video. So And that'll be that. All right. But yeah, dude, this is just absolutely disturbing. This is a short little clip of him saying saying it. I just wanted to share it with you. But could you share some of those things with us here now? That's what I'm asking. It's already going out there. Elon Musk, and one of our guests coming up later on the program, says that Elon Musk is only selectively releasing things to give the illusion uh, of being transparent. What are some of the things on there that you felt made you uneasy and fearful for your life? Well, there was an interaction with uh, Hunter and a bouncer at a club that he used to attend to where he got thrown out of, and he was making multiple requests for that individual that threw him out for the name and contact information for that individual so he could have him killed. Wow. I mean, what do you say to that? I mean, the, the, coming on the, the coattails of all the other stuff that we know about him, the... The gun deal that got thrown off in the dumpster that he wasn't even supposed to own while Joe Biden's calling for new gun restrictions, by the way, as a side note, while his his son's never been punished for, for his malfeasance with firearms. Do, do, these people are absolutely untouchable. Yeah, they are. I mean, the rules for thee, but not for me. The, the And... I have no reason to not believe this dude, given what, number one, he's already brought to the table. Number two, knowing what Hunter Biden is. I, I was reading an excerpt from uh, the uh, Ashley Biden, the, the daughter that, you know, the, the diary Shower. debacle. Yeah, yeah, where she was she was saying that she was so scared of him coming in there, she started showering after Joe Biden would go to sleep. Wow. Dude, this this family is absolutely disgusting. They're horrific scumbags. So, I mean, I have zero... Could you death. imagine having a shower after your dad went to sleep? No. Absolutely not. Well, if Joe Biden was my dad, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that to be funny. Like, that... I mean, every indication of a um, an aggressive uh, predator... And a very aggressor, uh, aggressive, perverted predator. He he displays all of that, and, and that's nothing new. I mean, he's just like last week when he's talking about the woman setting the stuff up. Like it, it, like he was so fixated on her appearance that it, it interrupted his speech. So is that what happens when you are his age and you've never been held accountable for your actions? L let me be candid. Uh, we've had phone conversations. I've seen an attractive woman cross my path and it's interrupted my thought process. It's like, well, usually provocative dressed woman. Like, it's distracting. But I'm also not the fake president giving a freaking speech that's nationally televised either. Like, 
and I'm also not prehist prehistoric like he is. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like historic. And so, given his age and and all those factors together indicates to me just by that singular instance this this dude i mean he's like a velociraptor of perverts and also when you have dementia and and alzheimer's and things you you will freely speak your mind like that too yeah oh yeah i mean which i he's kind of always done that and like the weird thing about like leaning into these very young girls no dating till you're 30 unless it's me i mean and and this is again this is reality if you had an uncle or, or Let's say you had a brother that was doing that. You wouldn't have him around your kids. I don't care if it's your brother or not. I mean, get, yeah. get the hell out of here. Yeah. Beat it. You ain't invited for Christmas perfect, you weirdo. There'd be a physical confrontation. Yeah. No dating till you're 30. That's him inhaling the hair. Because he does it. And, and, dude, that's real. Like, the guy is sniffing every female he can find. And he's, he's been rubbing on little boys, too. That's real. I don't see how something's not happened to that guy. Well, the Secret Service members were saying during the Obama years he would skinny dip in front of the female agents. I I have, again, looking at the track record, and hey, maybe he didn't, but I'd believe anything anybody says about that guy that, that's in that vein. Absolutely. That's crazy. That's the body. I remember after the, this, the laptop dropped, uh, was it James Biden, his brother, they're confronting him, Jim, by whatever his name. One of the ones that was making reference to the big guy. The media was standing at the edge of his property, asking him about it. Of course, he was extremely evasive. And he doesn't see, well, he does have that level of arrogance, but you don't get to see it as much because he's not in the media to the, obviously, anywhere near the extent that Joe Biden is. But um, he was involved, he was completely involved in all their endeavors. endeavors. He was kind of a cleanup guy. And so, and we, I think whenever, uh, we read the letter from Hunter Biden about mom, mom, and all that weird stuff. It made reference to him in there and how he cleaned up all these messes and yeah. was treated like crap, and basically ended up being a fall guy of sorts when stuff got thick. So he's the sacrificial lamb for their corruption. Like that guy's been crapped on. He's a dirtbag too, though. Make no mistake about it. I mean, because uh, what was it? Joe Biden said recently. I can't remember where he was at, but he's like nobody f's with a Biden. Like. Pfft. You're right, dude. Look at what the Saudis just did to you, giving you the middle finger. Like, yeah. And the thing is, man, uh, wasn't gonna say though is that his brother is a dirt bag just because anybody with the last name Biden's a dirt bag. I don't. I don't care if you're if you, you're not even related to him. You're still a dirt bag because you hadn't changed your name. Yes. <laughs> Affirmative. But yeah, I, trying to hire a hitman, and he's he's good to go. So, um, I did want to do one more thing before we break into this heavier stuff. And uh, maybe I could have grouped this earlier. And again, we do this freestyle. So if this is a little uh, out of order and not completely comprehensive, I apologize. If you're still listening and you like what you hear, you can please give us a five-star rating, a review, like, subscribe, the whole nine yards. And you can find us on the internet at, what is it again? PCBLpodcast.com. That's it. And we are on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. You're on True Social under something. And so with the amount of listeners we have, perhaps we could get your uh, friend thing up. It's like Buford. Oh, yeah. Buford. Yeah, it is. Buford. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was just noticing the other day, I think, uh, I don't know how many you had. I think it was not very many. No, I just signed up so I could see what was going on. Do you ever get on there? 
No. Wrong answer. Why are people going to follow you if you never get on there? No, because I just signed up like last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Buford underscore BCBL underscore podcast. You know, somebody had Buford. Uh, somebody actually had part of the, the name, like BCBL podcast. Somebody actually had that. What? So you have an impersonator? Yes. That is weird. Yeah. I filed a complaint. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I'm trying to get the check mark. <laughs> I, I don't know if they have it, but I'm trying do. to get it's it. They do. It's red. Really? Yeah, it's a red check mark. Okay. People get weird about that. We don't have one. Yeah, that's. I know. I'm trying to get weird about it. I didn't do it. Get one for the the podcast though, because that's the one I run or the, the you know the show. Yeah. Profile. Yeah, I mean, we don't need two people running. That's why I don't spend a lot of time on there. I mean, we <clears> need <throat> one person running. I leave that up to you. Thank you for that responsibility. ArizonaSunTimes.com. Data analyst question. This is a, and this is a liberal paper. A liberal paper out there. Data analysts question how 25% of Arizona voters flipped to oppose Trump candidates despite GOP voter registration advantage. I think I might have an answer. And they're getting confused. I, I, you're you're, you're going to scoff and you're going to disagree. I I don't necessarily know that this is completely over. I, and again, I I know that the it's it's an uphill battle. The deck is stacked grossly, grotesquely in the uh, or rather grossly in the Democrats' favor. But the fact that a liberal local ish newspaper is questioning this is is uh, that's different for it's sure. It's interesting. Investigations are continuing into the election anomalies in Arizona where Republicans performed fairly well except for in the top four Trump-endorsed races. Since there are 4% more Republicans than Democrats in the state, as well as in Maricopa County, and most of the Republicans were easily beating their Democratic opponents, in mainstream polls, data analysts are looking closely at the numbers. Analytics 805 examined the numbers of who voted in most of the races and discovered that Republican candidates outside of the four races, performed incredibly well in contrast, as much as 200% better. Let me read that again. That's a lot. Analytics 805 examined the numbers of who voted in the most races and discovered the Republican candidates outside of the four races performed incredibly well in contrast, as much as 200% better. Analytics 805 founder Thomas Cole told the Arizona Sun-Times, we took the Arizona election numbers and made this chart to visually show the improbability of Cary Lake losing. While the entire state of Arizona voted Republican for the state, Senate, and U.S. House races, we saw a two-to-one Republican versus Democrat vote in the state Senate races. So it makes no sense to think those Republicans suddenly flipped a Democrat Katie Hobbs for governor by a 25% margin. Cole said he became interested in the data after watching an episode of Joe Altman's conservative daily podcast where Altman crunched the numbers and there they are. And like we said earlier, there'll be a link to this in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, this, and again, the same thing there and everybody knows they, they know what the answer is. They absolutely yeah. know what the answer is. And this just is a question whether they're going to do anything about it or not. That's the question. Well, hang tight. The numbers of, <clears throat> from the Secret Secretary of State's website showed a 17,000 vote difference in the gubernatorial race, 1,287,890 for Hobbs versus 1,270,774 for Lake. That's a 0.33% difference. In the Attorney General's race, there is only about a 500 vote difference. 
In the Secretary of State's race, the spread was about 120,000 votes apart, 5% difference. In the U.S. Senate race, 126,000 votes separated the two, also a 5% difference. In contrast, Republicans won hugely in other Arizona races. Incumbent State Treasurer Kimberly Yee, a Republican who was not endorsed by Donald Trump and who ran a relatively low-profile office, received about 283,000 more votes than her challenger, which is a significant 11% difference. And so I don't think that they're, you know, on one hand, you might think they're trying to disparage Donald Trump and saying that that was the causation behind it. But I don't think that's what they're doing because it doesn't make, it, it makes sense. And it only, you can only come to one logical conclusion. And it wasn't, it wasn't that people didn't, we already looked at those numbers earlier. Okay. As far as his support and how you saw what. Yeah, the 3.5 million. Yeah, but you also saw his averages for his primary and general election picks. Yeah. It doesn't there's only one answer and we all know what it is. But the the these people have to play stupid. Republicans received about 320,000 more votes than Democrats in the nine US House races. That comes down to 56.87% versus 43.12%. In the state Senate races, Republicans received about 200,000 more votes than Democrats. That breaks down to a significant difference between parties of 34%. Does anyone, quote, does anyone really believe that voters prefer GOP state Senate candidates with a 34% advantage yet swung back dramatically to favor Democrats by up to 5% margins in four other races, Cole said. It defies the odds. I can understand a few percentage points difference, but around one-third of voters voting Democrat in some races but Republican in others makes no sense. The margins are too grossly different. Mainstream polls prior to the election showed three of the four Trump-endorsed candidates with solid leads over their opponents. Data for progress showed Lake up four points over Democrat Katie Hobbs. One of the few polls in the Secretary of State's race, CNN, showed Republican Mark Fincham four points ahead of Democrat Adrian Fontes, and a high ground poll showed Republican Abe, I can't pronounce his last name, Hamada, leading Democrat Chris Mays by five points. The U.S. Senate race was closer with data for progress showing Republican Blake Masters trailing Democrat incumbent Senator Mark Kelly by one point. I can only imagine data for progress as a leftist poll because there was a lot of polls that had a bigger spread than that that leaned right. The top left-wing journalists in Arizona were bracing for Democrat losses. Arizona Republic columnist Laurie Roberts, Roberts, who steadily insisted Hobbs was going to win throughout much of the race, changed her mind in September, hinting that Hobbs might lose because she refused to debate Lake and had less charisma. Roberts declared in an October op-ed, Democrats in Arizona are known for snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. But Katie Hobbs' refusal to debate Carrie Lake represents a new level of political malpractice. She concluded, Hobbs isn't just letting down Democrats. She, she, may, be, she may well be letting down Arizona. Similar, similarly, Arizona Republic columnist E.J. Montini predicted in September, I do believe, however, that refusing to participate in the debate can and will cost Democrat Katie Hobbs votes in her campaign to become Arizona's governor. The Trump-endorsed candidates believe there was voter disenfranchisement enfranchisement and suppression in the election since over 70 of the vote centers on election day, which were almost all in heavily Republican areas, experienced technical problems resulting in long lines of voters leaving sometimes without even trying to cast a problematic ballot in door three. And so we covered all that at the time, but now you even have left-leaning publications starting to question the numbers because they... 
on one hand, I would say they make absolutely no sense, but that's not true. They make complete sense. You cheated. Yeah. And I don't, we're not going to play that game. You cheated. That's all there is to it. And as far as what are people going to do about it right now, like I've said prior, man, it's, it's, it's lawfare, unfortunately. And so she's, uh, yeah, it's just both parties have filed lawsuits, yeah. but I mean, we see how good that's worked out for the last election. It hadn't done anything. The one thing that I can hope is that the right, which because, you know, all that stuff was thrown out, w- w- was tossed um, on based on standing or however it was. And uh, I'm not a lawyer. I'm in the automotive field. But I can only hope that they can actually get this in front of a court and present evidence because I guarantee you they have mountains of it. Mount- and, and again, look, if, if a left-leaning publication is talking about the obvious evidence w- without seeing some of the other things, and, and again, I'm not saying it's going to make a difference, but we've got to do something. This, this has got to st- This can't continue. And again, there's, re- there's no realistic path, especially considering the things going on in Georgia to the presidency in 2024 without Arizona. Yeah. So this and and again with with Katie Hobbs in in the, in the governor's spot it it, it would basically be impo- it, it would be impossible to to win Arizona. That brings us to and and look I debated on whether we need to play this because this one's not going to be very funny. It's absolutely disgusting and I will say this. <clears throat> pardon me. Again, uh, if for any reason there are small children listening to this or, or you're at work, um, go ahead and pause it for later when you're not at work or however it is or turn it down or put on your headphones, whatever it is, because uh, we're going to get into some videos and stuff that are, that are uh, pretty disgusting and um, a little bit outside of what's that. We doing this one first or the video first? Uh, we will do this one first. Um, so with that being said, we need the intro for... This week, are we about ready for that? An idiot. Cross-dressing, confused, moron, pervert, Democrat, nutjob, wackos. Oh, yeah. He's a fan. So like them, we're going to do this backwards. Oh, Rim shot. Goodness. Um, private. Well, actually, so yeah. The I don't know if that should be a rim shot or. <laughs> you know, um, so I'm going to read this school's response to Project Veritas's latest uh, expose. And we'll get into it, and, and I'll explain why. So just go down to the actual statement from the school about what transpired. So that'd be right here. And this is in Chicago, of all places, uh, at a school, Francis W. Parker. And uh, Is this like a public school, private school, private Christian school, school? Private school at $40,000 a head. We've, again, we've 40, had... 40000 a head. Yeah. So, and this, this phenomenon's been discussed, at least to some degree, not potentially this particularly um, bombastic and disgusting and perverted when we had undercover mothers on, we've, we've kind of talked Did about they it. they know before. about this? 
dude, I'm sh- oh, I'm sure they're all over this. And potentially, and, and I think there's high potentiality for that. That probably someone involved with undercover mothers is the ones that contacted Project Veritas yeah. anyway. Is what I would imagine. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know that to be the case, but I'd say that's probably at least somewhat likely. Yeah, probably how it got out there. Francis W. Parker cares deeply about the health, well-being, and development of our students. Programs designed to help cultivate physical and emotional well-being, as well as a strong sense of belonging, are central to our mission. Last week, at an industry conference, one of our employees was targeted by a member of Project Veritas and misled to believe he was conversing with another conference attendee over a coffee. He was filmed without his knowledge or permission while describing one example of our inclusive, LGBTQ plus affirming and comprehensive approach to sex education. And this is why I'm reading this prior to showing the video. So when you're listening to the things that are said, you can decide for yourself if this is an accurate statement they're making. Veritas deceptively edited the video with malicious intent. I repeat, Veritas deceptively edited the video with malicious intent. Parker administrators and Parker's board of trustees support Parker's programming, the strength and inclusivity of our curriculum, and the dedicated and talented faculty and staff that teach it. Keep that up because we'll go back to this after we watch the video. And this is, uh, there's more to this. Um, this So you'll, you'll hear him repeat something twice. That this because uh, this is how uh, Project Veritas does it. They'll have like the the quote, and then he'll talk, and then that quote will be replayed as part of the the full dialogue. But he's going to repeat. He's also going to repeat it organically, where it's not actually you know the video, the same clip being played over. He says this several times, and again, if you've got any uh, children or anything like that, uh, and and look, I'm just saying that for y'all's benefit. This 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 stuff isn't surprising to me. I know stuff like this goes on. I've suspected this stuff for a, a very, very long time. But, you know, this might be – this isn't shocking to me, but it may be shocking to other people, and it is disgusting. But uh, this is Joseph Bruno, Dean of Students, Francis W. Parker School. And, and James O'Keefe will do his uh, commentary so you'll know exactly fully what this is. So this is about two and a half minutes. And if you guys have not seen what Joseph Bruno looks like, you need – he to see like, the video. He kind of looks like Luigi from Mario yeah, Brothers. Yeah, I mean, you... you no disrespect to Luigi, because he's probably not a pervert. Yeah, I mean, you should... He looks like a cartoon character or something. Yeah, so here we go. I had, like, our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using lube versus using spit. Meet Joe Bruno, Dean of Students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student. Well, they're just, like, passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're like, how do you, how does this butt plug work? How do we do, like, how does this work? That's a really, like, cool part of my job. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. So I've been the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride week every year. And I had, um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using lube versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. 
Well, they're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While well, I'm sitting there. Then we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. That's and so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the butt plugs and the dildos. Yeah. No big complaints. No. Yeah. I mean, if the parents found out, would they? No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. And just hung out in my classroom. He was there. Hung out, out in my office. Can I can, point can out something? That did you? Is that what you're about to point out? Probably. That the dean's nails were painted green. No, go back. They're talking about high school students. Back that up. That, go back a little bit more. Just scroll. No, the other way. That that's that's not high school students with that drag queen. No. So that might that those are just different photographs of her with very young children. These these aren't. The, I mean, these are kindergartners. Kinder kindergartner kids, at the very most. Okay, look at this picture right here. The yeah. dean's nails are painted green. Yeah. Look at that. <clears throat> the dean is queer too, obviously. Yeah. Oh, he's a. Yeah, we all know what he is. He's a fag. Hey, whoa, that's not whoa. appropriate. That's not you can't. That's not PC. Hey, sometimes truth hurts. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. And just hung out in my classroom. Was there? Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom. So much. Wiggle room. So much freedom. So much money. I mean, to do stuff. Trustees are okay with that too. Oh, yeah. They don't know. They would. It's like we. I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They'd be like, oh my god, that's wonderful. Like yeah, with the kids that with the classroom 14 18 they're like how do you how does this book work how do right. we do like how does this work right um so yeah that's, that's a really like cool part of my job is i don't have to worry about stuff like that what are your thoughts before i get started because this makes my head hurt I have two kids that go to a private school. Mm -hmm. If I found out something like that was going on at my kid's school. Oh, it'd be a war path. Without me knowing about it. I would lay hands on that guy. Uh, I can't disagree with that. Um, man, Because the thing is, <sighs> you can't unsee things. Oh, absolutely. You can't unlearn things. You think that guy took that into consideration whatsoever at all? And he's putting things in my kid's mind and in, in my kid's eyes and soul that they could never forget and they could never unsee. And, and they're, they, they are there to put stuff in your children's mind as far as the ability to learn, to exercise their brain. And, and But see... and. And man, look, this is—it's a sad state of affairs when what I'm about to say is controversial. And I've said this on this show before, and this is true. This is true. Go back 20 years; people's natural apprehension to homosexuality was the fear of this. This is what people were afraid of, because, and I'm—I'm I'm sorry, dude. I'm not actually—I'm not sorry. I don't even know why I said that. This is going to be distasteful to a lot of people. Don't care. Because like I've said before, 
the home, the, the, anything with the LGBTQ attached to it is trash. If you choose to, to, to put a reproductive organ into another man's waste orifice for sexual gratification, that is your business. It needs to stay your business. It's not public business. We don't need to have parades around it. It's an abnormal, by every metric, this is abnormal behavior. This is not nice behavior. It's, I'm not going to glorify it. I'm not going to call it normal. I'm not going to call you married because it, this is how this got all messed up. And make no mistake, the powers that be that are behind this do not care about these people. This is being done. So basically, look at what the, and just follow me, look at what the administration has done with our borders. Look at what the World Economic Forum and, and the globalists think about our borders. No borders. Look at what they're doing socially. This is tearing down, a, 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 a border is a boundary. This is tearing down social boundaries. They've been doing this a long time. And people, the same as I was talking about, the long-term browbeating coercion. Do people don't, people are afraid to say anything about this. It's true, true or false. Oh, people true. are afraid to speak out in, in certain. It's it, because of the political lobby, the LGBTQ political lobby, which is a thing. It's infected our court. I was the first gay person on the Supreme Court. Well, that's a shame. I'm hey, look, man, you don't like it, don't listen. But it's a shame. They chose to wear their to wear their identity on their sleeve and their sexuality, or rather, their sexuality on their sleeve and their sexuality to be hub centric to what their identity is. I didn't choose that for you. You decided that. I don't do that. Does that make sense? Yes. So, is it my fault that now, now, like before? that we gave these people, because I did, I softened my stance on this stuff because, again, long-term coercion and what turned into bully tactics. You can't say anything about these people or that's hate speech. But then you see this. You know what I mean? Yes, and I'm looking for an article right now. Did you see what was passed today? Yes, the defense of marriage. Yeah, So yeah, that's what I was looking for. And what, what that is is yeah, really an assault on religious liberties. Yeah. What do you have on that? Yeah, that's why I was, I was the first article that I could find popped up on it. House passes bill to protect same-sex marriage, sending it to Biden's desk. Yeah, the legislation which would also ensure federal protections for interracial marriages has also has already passed the Senate. President Biden has expected to sign it into law. Same-sex marriage, but so. Yeah, it's um, just skimming through here. It's, yeah. The pursuit of happiness means you can love whom you choose, he that, said. That was never up for debate. Yeah. Adding, I am shocked that conversations that have a libertarian bent believe that somehow we are to get involved in this. It's not the government's business. Um, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was present to gavel down the vote and announce the bill's passage. Loud applause broke out on the Democratic side of the chamber while a few Republicans joined in clapping. 
It's a sign of enormous political change in America, he said in an interview. And it's a mean and it's meaningful for people. It's real. It's not a symbolic gesture. I know a lot of married gay and lesbian people who have been worried ever since Clarence Thomas said what he said. So this is reassurance to them as well. That's weird because Clarence Thomas is married to a white woman and they call him all sorts of disparaging things because he leans right. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Well, I mean, they're talking about it protecting interracial marriage. That's not, yeah. again, that's not, that's not under, that's not even a thing. I know. I mean, it's But just, now jo- Joe Biden was saying some of those things. Yeah. Let's go back a few years here on the time machine. You just heard the time machine. So let's just take a little gander to what he used to say probably 20 years ago. Is that what that noise was? It's a time machine. Here we go. Everybody ready? Put your seatbelts on. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told, gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law. The Defense of Marriage Act, where we've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? That's weird. Wow. Man. It's all BS, dude. And again, what do you have to say about that? Come on, man. What I have to say is that that's Chinese influence. That's communist influence. That's globalist influence is what that is. That's money. Yeah. And that's pandering. And that's, that's what you, that's a stereotypical politician. That's going to say whatever they think is politically convenient and expedient at any given time. (laughs) But That's you, awesome how you just found that right on the fly like that. Just just rolled that right in. They call that a smooth sm- smooth transition. That was. No, wait a minute. A smooth transition? I haven't transitioned. And if I did, it wouldn't go smooth. It would be by force. <laughs> yeah. So back to what we were discussing, man. Does that seem like that was deceptively edited? By that Not guy? at all. Yeah, and so... Again, here, here these guys go. And, and, man, I have to say what I've always said, and this is why I donate to Project Veritas, man. You, these people are doing heavy lifting, and th- this is just one um, arena that they operate in. These guys have brought so much to the table. They're exposing the underbelly. And, and this is a private school. 40000 a year. Mm-hmm. And they're they're exposing the dark underside of of the LGBTQ lobby. So on on its face, like, uh, and again, people people are uncomfortable with it. People don't like it. It's not near as popular as the media would have you believe that it is. But the what do you, what do you call it? The drag queen story hour. Again, that natural apprehension that this perverts around these children. People don't like that. And and this is exactly why right here. You're sexualizing these kids. Why are you doing that? There's only one reason you're doing that. I'd like to hear what those parents thought and how they reacted when they well, heard we'll about We'll find this. out over the next few days. But, but well, I guess now is a good, a good time as any because I forgot. We will we may have a show next week. Maybe it'll just be me and Reverso. Will that be possible? Yeah, it will. Uh, it'll, they it just won't upload. Just, yeah, it'll 
be delayed a little bit. The upload will be delayed. So, I don't know. There may be a gap next week. Uh, Buford's going to be out for medical reasons. Um, transitioning. So Whoa, whoa, easy. So, uh, yeah, we, we may have a show either delayed or... It'll be delayed either way, so we'll figure it out. Um, what was I saying before that? The reaction from the parents. Oh, yeah. So, by, by the next recording, we'll, we'll know what that reaction from those specific parents was. Which, I mean, you're in Chicago, so... And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of affluent people in that that area. If they're especially if they're paying that that amount, I would find it really hard to believe that people are okay. That all the parents, even you know, anything outside of an extreme minority of the parents, would be okay with with that. That, that like you said, like my, you'd have to pry my boot out of that dude's ass. Well, actually, he might like that, but. Yeah, well, according to his nails and the way he was waving his hands around and his lisp, uh, yeah, I think he would like that. Yeah. Um. Th- and then this was uh, I c- I could go on and on about that video that w- that was disturbing, but it, it w- I I did want to just finish my thought though on on Project Veritas, you know, just their their overall accomplishments, um. That's a great place to park ten to twenty dollars a month. Um, this I haven't watched this video. This is this was kind of attached to, to that email, um, and I I it from the little brief amount that I read, I thought it sounded awesome. What's the title of this? Because I want to say I, I did watch it. I'm sorry, I did watch it. It's it's got a uh, bring. I'm sorry, more cameras, more classrooms, and so this is an, another endeavor of theirs, and so. Uh, Let's check it out. But basically what it equates to is, and you can go to their website, and this Project Veritas is, this, they, they're spearheading this, recordyourteacher.com. Yes. So go ahead and play I that. I haven't seen this either. You know what happened at school to get today, guys? Look at him. He's perfectly healthy. I know. I am perfectly healthy. Why are you letting them do this? I have a boss, and my boss hired me, and I have to do what my boss says. Why can't I turn back to class? It's optional. I can do the code. Uh, I'm just. I'm not that. I don't have that kind of authority. Yeah, I'm not that powerful, bro. And I, I'm only like, I'm doing what they're telling me to do, and I don't know much more about it, honestly. Yeah. So basically, they're they're advocating sending your uh, student to school uh, wearing a camera. Don't have a problem with it, man. You got nothing to hide. Don't worry about it. Straighten up, people. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, dude, think about that, man. Because when he was talking about the dildo, he's making the motion of, like, the kid, like, flopping a dildo around. And, uh, d- dude, think about whether they should use lube or spit. Yeah, I know. And he said that several times. But when... Because he said it's for queer sex. Yes. So he's talking... Multiple of- times. Mm-hmm. When my 11-year-old went to public school... I bought her a phone. I didn't want her to have a phone. 
but I got her a phone just in case something stupid happened and she needed to record it or send me a picture because I thought maybe something stupid like that may happen. Yeah. And she needed to let me know. Yeah. That's, I don't think it's a bad idea. But watch, they'll come out with rules and laws and everything else, man. These people, they're they're, they're not going to stop this easily. No, they but won't. This is a this is a cultural war, dude. But when you look at the um, how nonchalant that guy was discussing that stuff, as if it was a natural thing, like in, talking about how lucky and how much money he got to spend on that, on bringing in dildos and butt plugs for for high school kids, fourteen years old. Would you want your fourteen year old daughter? asking about a butt plug and seeing and seeing male students and adult males and drag queens instructing them how to use a butt plug on a, a male's butt. Absolutely not. It, it, you couldn't even dream this up ten, even no. 10 years ago. No Never would have thought. No and and the, one of the craziest things to me is, man, like, um, some like, uh, I was talking to my brother about this, man, like, uh, a couple musicians that make really good music that that man they 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 lean left, and uh, or I don't know necessarily they even lean left, but like I know like when the stupid Black Lives Matter stuff came on, like I started checking like uh, Instagram social media accounts to see like man if this like because I'll blackball somebody with the quickness, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. And so so, um, they uh, you know like and so he's like yeah, I mean you know I like I like uh, Pearl Jam, but the guy's a, a scumbag. It's like well you know, one of the things is though, man like. Pearl Jam, their heyday was in the 90s, the early 90s. And, um, you know, Eddie Vedder, the lead, well, you don't know Eddie Vedder. The lead singer's name is Eddie Vedder. I've heard his name. Right, which, and he, he's a big lefty. But when they were talking the, the pro-gay stuff back then, they never would have been okay with this back then. They may be okay with it now, but so many of these people that are advocating for this were not would not have been okay with this in 1992. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, why are you okay with it now? Like, you so basically you can see how far the media and the communists and the globalists have been able to move that bar all the freaking way over here. It's insane. Yeah. But see, people, that, and that leftists aren't objective. They don't stop and look and think about this. these things. Like... And, and with the, just using him as the, the, the example, he was probably too, well, actually, I would guarantee you he's too messed up to really remember anything from 1992. Um, or, you know. Who, Eddie Vedder? Yeah. <laughs> but um, that is just, who, who would have ever thought that they could leverage people's minds in such a way? And the thing is, man, think about it. The, these kids are in a private school, and they're, they're like you said it, man, these kids are never going to forget that. And, but how much of this is going on that's not getting caught to be able to shape and shift society and move it even further? Because, dude, they, make no mistake, this isn't their stopping point. Butt plugs and dildos, this ain't where they want to stop. They want to stop with with having sexual intercourse with your 10-year-old is what they want. Like, there's no two ways about it. And I've said this for 20-plus years and being called all kinds of crazy things for it. This was always going to be a portion of the end game when they push gay marriage. Don't like it? Don't care. That's I've said it then, and I'm saying it now. And again, there's 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 been points in between where I shut my mouth and didn't say anything. I'm I'm done. I, and that's 
I'm not going to I'm not going to be quiet about it. And again, man, that's one of the things that's kind of infected so many parts of our society, even the conservative movement. And you know, Mark Dice on YouTube. If you've not watched Mark Dice, his channel's awesome. Mark Dice is phenomenal. He's I've watched a couple of his videos this week, actually. That guy is. He's in a league of his own. That guy is awesome, dude. Um, he's a beast, man. Um, I was I was watching him talk about uh, what was it? He was he was. Uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Just you know, kissing his butt here. Um, uh, Dave Rubin and uh, a litany of which man. A lot of the people that are kissing Dave Rubin's ass. Uh, pardon my language. Uh, I can't get them all. Um, <laughs> you know, Glenn Beck, who's a fraud, a complete and total fraud, which Glenn Beck was good in the early 2000s, but man, Glenn Beck jumped the shark a long, long time ago. Um, what about Mark Levine? What about him? Is he, he still good? He's legit. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't listen to him much. Well, I just downloaded one of his books. That's why yeah. I asked today, um, actually. But, uh, I like Michael Savage. My uh, Andrew yeah. Wilkow. Uh, Andrew Wilkow's uh, pretty pretty damn good. Um, man, I, I just I, I can't say it enough. Man, I miss Rush Limbaugh like severely, dude. I I it, it's heartbreaking. It's I, I just miss Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh for the umpteenth time was around for the majority of my life. I've been listening to Rush Limbaugh since he he came on on radio. And uh, man, there's like a, a and I'm I guarantee you, because my dad raised us on that and. Uh, well, actually, raised on that we had no choice, but um, I miss Rush Limbaugh severely, dude. Like he's like a lighthouse man. To he was awesome, uh, but and I'm not saying that Mark Dice and Rush Limbaugh that's not even remotely close to the same thing. It's a completely different dynamic and their methodology and everything is different. But uh, Mark Dice is in a league of his own, and and like one of the things I was going to say is when he the the Dave Rubin guy he he came at that full force with objective reality like this quote-unquote conservative and he can recite the mechanics of how that worked we've talked about it on the show before but like this guy they they gave their sperm they bought two eggs and got a they paid a surrogate women and so they're raising two test tube babies as their quote-unquote sons with no mother around and like all the like glenn beck and quite a few others like i want even if i'm not and i know jordan peterson was one of them like they're all doing interviews with this guy and giving him all this credit and like lavishing praise on this pervert. Like what, again, trying to center myself here, but what the hell is this? Dude, this is disgusting. Get the yeah. hell, get the hell away from me. This is, do not, you're no, mm -mm. yeah, dude, take that nonsense elsewhere. This is disgusting. Like this is, this is not advancing anything. This is awful. Like what, Look, man, if that makes me a bad guy in people's eyes this day and age, it wouldn't have, again, in 1992, it wouldn't have made me a bad guy to say this is disgusting and weird and abnormal and gross. Why does it now? What changed? That's so it's progressive. Dude, remember in school, like you would tell, like talking crap to your buddy, oh, you're a test tube baby. Like that was an insult. Remember this? Yeah. Like, dude, and you're literally making test tube babies because you can't reproduce because of your abnormal behavior you don't oh my goodness dude it's it's, it's mind-boggling but and, and but that's where i'm at man like dude they've let that stuff infect our, our movement and like they it, and it will just like i predicted this if 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 people don't start to call out the the lgbtq agenda infecting 
the the conservative movement it, it, it'll end it like it, it it'll it'll change it it'll do irreparable damage and already is um you know you know Ben Shapiro I mean that he's got that guy on the daily wire and and I mean I, I'm not a Ben Shapiro fan anymore man for a few reasons I'm just not uh outside of his obnoxious voice I'm not saying he's not a smart dude he obviously is but <laughs> he was a never trumper yeah like man I, I just I don't like him I don't like Dave Rubin. I'm not Matt Walsh is mediocre. Matt Walsh, if I'm not mistaken, was lavish, you know, lavishing praise on. Uh, and again, maybe I, I'm pretty confident he was. Don't don't take it to the bank, but I'm pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure I saw an interview with him interviewing Dave Rubin about that stuff. Um, the the Michael Knowles is on Daily Wire. Um, I, I like him pretty good. He's 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 the best guy on Daily. I think. On Daily and Matt Wire. Walsh is the one that had the uh, what is a woman? Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, how how duplicitous is that? Yeah. Because there, to me, there's there's no differentiation between, like, I mean, could you say that the the gender nonsense is is worse than what what I just described that that guy is doing, the Dave Rubin guy, with the test tube babies? Oh. Is, is one worse than the other? Oh. I don't think so either. No. In fact, I would I could almost make an argument that it's worse. It's it, I mean it's 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 they're certainly this you know they're right there together. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like this is perverted and this is very weird. It's okay for me to say that, and it's okay for our listeners to say that. You don't, dude. You don't have to abide by this crap. We have a First Amendment for a reason. It's just like not using a muscle. If you don't use it, it, it degrades and goes away, and you lose it. And that's what they're trying to do. You're trying to subvert and overtake my right to free speech by browbeating me on something that's blatantly freaking stupid and obvious. This is obviously dumb, redundant, idiotic, sexually depraved, reprobate behavior. I'm not going to glorify this crap. And again, man, if you're listening to this and you think that makes me a bad guy, then man, don't listen to it, dude. Sorry. Like, no, again, I'm not sorry. We can't continue to accept nonsense as normalcy. We're not, I'm not going to do it. And so, and I know when we started this, man, we kind of played like, because we don't, I don't, you don't know when you're starting something like this, like you got to kind of tiptoe around this, man, screw that, dude. Like take that nonsense elsewhere because dude, at the end of the day, you wind up with a pervert that looks like Luigi showing butt plugs and dildos to your kid in school without you knowing when you're paying $40,000. That's what'll get you there. And again, they're letting these people infect the conservative movement. My answer is hell no. Get away from me. Dude, I don't care. Like, if you're a homosexual, man, I don't care. Do what you want in the privacy of your own home. Your business is your business, and our society would be benefit. And that's one of the things with the advent of social media where privacy is not a virtue anymore. I don't need to know your freaking business especially the most intimate details of what your business is. I don't need to know that. Take that elsewhere. Self-edit, boom, roasted. What are you doing? Nothing. Oh, are you are you ready to finish this? No, oh. I, I was looking for the edit. I mean, the uh, bleep button. Oh, no, I'm good, screen. man. No, but, but, I mean, that's just it. Dude, I, I'm not going to bite my tongue on this issue. It's It's pointless to... Again, it's detrimental to your rights to play softball with perverted people that are seeking to undermine your constitutional ability or, or right, your God-given right to free speech under the guise of quote-unquote hate speech. Hate speech is a term that's completely 188 degrees out of phase from free speech, and it's antithetical to free speech. Hate speech, it's not even a real thing. Free speech is a God-given right. Hate speech is not real. That's not a thing. Because uh, words can't hurt you. No, they can't. They can't. And do take it from me. No. Somebody that loves to talk trash like and dish it out. 
they can hurt your feelings, I suppose, but they're not going to break your bones. But that's what they call it. They call it a, a physical assault with words. That really? Be, Is that what they call it? I mean, they, they say that you can physically assault people with words. I mean, this stuff has gone so far off the ranch, and really... The, the LGBTQ BS is hub-centric to that mindset. It's disgusting. I mean, am I making sense here? Physical assault with words. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make sense. I mean, physical assault. None is, of this makes sense. That's my point. Physical. None of this makes any point. Or, any sense. Or, or sense, rather. That, that's my whole point. Like, None of what they're saying makes any sense. And, and collectively, as a nation, for some reason, we've been lulled into to accepting it. And it's just nonsense. And you don't have to accept it. And it's like so many things that you just... And I think, again, collectively... Take election fraud, for example. Collectively, if, if, if America stood up and said, we're not going to accept this, things would change. And people need to be in that frame of mind. Like, man... How do we get people in that frame of mind? I don't have... Dude, if I had that answer, I probably wouldn't be sitting here... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what the answer to that is, man. It's, it, I think it's a, uh, it would entail a mass awakening, and I don't know what all the... It's just the realization that, man, you've, you've been fooled in so many different ways. And, th- dude, this is low-hanging fruit as far as, like, the stupidity of it. Like, this is so obviously dumb. Like, we're going to glorify, again, using a reproductive organ for sexual gratification inside a dude's butt. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that that sounds that way, but think about it, dude. Again, and that's why I was saying that, that Project Veritas rips the veil off of what Hollywood, the, the, the pit of absolute perversion controlled by the CIA, by the way, paints gay America as. They paint it as this fun, colorful Hey, happy thing. When you look at the suicide rates amongst homosexuals and, and quote-unquote transgenders, they're ridiculously higher than everybody, exponentially higher than, than other, all other groups. The, the domestic violence amongst gay men, all those things, dude. So um, we, they, they paint it, though, as you know, your queer eye for the straight guy. What's the will and grace? And oh, hey, the, the stereotypical lisp, which uh, Luigi had, by the way, if you didn't notice. Oh, I know. But that, the stereotypical, duh, 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 like, yeah. they painted as that. Like, oh, they dress nice and they, they have a well manicured lawn and their house is orderly and neat and clean. That's, you know, they sell it as that. Yeah. But this is what it really is them showing butt plugs and dildos to your kids and trying to sexualize children, groomers, they call it, because you're grooming them for sexualization. That's exactly like, can any, the, if you, if anybody listening to this disagrees with me, if for some reason a leftist has made it this far into this episode and you can prove me wrong, you can call us. I don't know when we're going to record again, but you can email us and we'll give you the phone number to call into the next time we record and you can debate me on the show would be great. I mean, we dude, welcome that. Oh, all day long, any day, all day, every day. So, um, or if you know a leftist that might want to debate me on that, they can email us and we can get you the contact info and we would be more than happy to hook that up for the next time we record. And that offer is always open. So if you're listening to this three months after it was recorded, the offer is always open. We don't care. We may even do a special segment for that. Yeah, we may televise it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'll beat you over the head with this one more time. Uh, five-star rating, subscribe, review, uh, email us, uh, bcbl podcast what is it bcbl podcast 
gmail.com is the website. You can email us where? Info. There it is. BCBLpodcast.com. And find us on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. If you made it this far, we greatly appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We appreciate you all. Uh, we will talk to you hopefully next week, and it may be a little bit delayed, but we will see you very soon. Uh, and that's all. Take care. Thank you very much. That's too true for radio. Yes. That's too true for radio. And all you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. Cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show But that's too true for radio